Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie. Discover your passion, purpose, and what to stop doing. What's up? I'm Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs here on the Christian Contractor Podcast, where it's our mission to help Christian contractors bring the passion and purpose back into their business and scale it in the name of God so that we can positively impact the world through the abundance we create together. Thanks for tuning in. I'm super excited to have Steve Petermeyer, a coach of Identity Exchange, with me today. Steve, welcome and thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here. Yes, super amazing, super cool. Um, we got uh, so cool that uh, that Toby connected us. Uh, I, I had obviously Toby on the podcast earlier bef- uh, before last on our last session. It was profound, amazing, and I just I was like, uh, "Is there anyone else that you might recommend?" He was like, "Oh, I got just the guy for you, Steve." So he introduced us, and next thing you know, uh, you know, you reached out to me and. And we did a did a little session there, and it was profound and amazing. You wanted to walk me through the process that you uh, embark have embarked on a journey completing for people, and uh, I went through that process, and it was it was profound. It was amazing. I I definitely have turned over stones that I've never unturned turned over before. Um, it helped me realize how God speaks to me, what his voice is actually saying, and what he's not saying that I should be doing, which is almost just as important, if not more important, than what you should be doing. And that that session was amazing. So wanted to say thank you for that. Really, really appreciate it. That was amazing and profound. Um, and that helps me understand and uh, you know, what you do and how you do it so that we're able to connect this with the Christian contractors listening in today on, uh, you know, for me to be able to speak for this process and uh, how powerful it truly is. So I uh, was just uh, really, really appreciate you coming on here. And um, before we hop into this, I, w- I want to share, I want you to share who you are so the listeners can understand a little bit more about yourself. Um I just want to open up in a, in a quick prayer, if that's all right with you. Sounds good. All right. Dear Jesus, dear Father in heaven, I pray that we be your hands and feet, um, that you guide the way, that you give us the wisdom and discernment, the words to speak. Um, I pray that we put you first in everything that we do here, that there's no twisted uh, agenda twisted into what we're trying to do here that's purely authentically about uh, loving and serving you and, and putting you first, first and foremost. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Boom. Amazing. So, yes, Steve, talk to us. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm an old man at 70, and uh, uh, but I'm really, well, 38. That's the way I look at it. I'm about 38 years old. You, there there's somebody else on that screen. I was going to say um, so in my life, I, I started out in ministry. I was 16 years on Young Life staff back in the day and uh, then uh, got into real estate, continued to volunteer with Young Life, 
and did real estate for 32 years and kind of semi-retired from that now. And now I do coaching with Identity Exchange. I do consulting with businesses. Uh, I do some general contracting. Uh, mm. I've done some kitchens and stuff for people. And, and uh, so I just kind of got this plethora of things. And because I, I like to keep going, I like new things, I like change. And so it really works well for me to have a number of things that I do and plan on doing it until I can't do it anymore. Amazing, amazing. And now here you are yeah. uh, changing, changing lives through the identity exchange and the coaching that you're doing. And yeah. uh, I mean, what you did what you did with me to, to bring the listeners in on that was, yeah, we dug deep on, on, uh, some past memories and, you know, how God's speaking to me and, and really listen to what God is saying is like, what is your identity? What is your purpose and what should you stop doing? And it was so profound. So on that note, I want to transition into that. Um, and, the gold nugget that we would really want to uh, portray here today is is uh, walking our listeners through finding their identity and purpose through hearing God and having a relationship with God. And you go over this, you talk, you you cover this so well. So I'm uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to you and and oh. just explain a little bit about what that means. Yeah. Well, um, most of us, I've I've known Jesus since I was 15. And uh, my wife and I have done ministry for many years, and, and my children all love the Lord and are walking with Him. And uh, the key to it all is that um, most of us don't have much of a relationship with Jesus. We have a set of things we believe, and we know that, you know, we're supposed to have time with God, and so we read our Bibles and we pray our prayers. Um, but relationships are based on conversations and in any relationship, if you have, if the conversation was only one way or if it stopped, there wouldn't be a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes I'll meet with people and say, tell me about your relationship with Jesus. And they look at me like, well, what do you mean? I read my Bible. I have my quiet time. And I said, what, what does your conversation sound like with Jesus? And they go, what? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> I just, I just talk to God. He doesn't answer back and I don't expect him to. And, and so then my next question is, well, how do you, how do you step out in faith doing the things that you believe God wants you to do if you don't hear him tell you what that is? Mm. Mm. And profound. so that's the first step, you know, before we can hear from him what our identity is, we need to uh, have a relationship that includes conversation with him where we learn to hear what he has to say. Amazing. Amazing. And I, I, I feel you when you say that, because I feel like I've been on uh, both sides of the fence there. And, you know, when we did what we did together, I feel like it really unlocked, you know, a more open conversation. So um, talk, talk to us about, what that what that kind of would look like for for people that are like oh i i don't know what you mean how do you how do you hear god like how what would you say to that yeah well um i would say it, it all starts with uh, learning about being in his presence and being having some time for contemplation and the hard part with that is people go well i sit and i try to 
hear God and I don't hear anything. And then when I do hear something, I think, well, that's just my own thoughts. And so there has to be a way for us to, to practice it and, and become comfortable with it. And most of that starts in the imagination. So most of us live life in the uh, reasoning part of our brain, the part of our brain where it's all the information and all the memories and all the stuff. And that's all of this in there. And we stay there. So you find yourself at night, um, you know, you can't go to sleep. You're worried about a problem and it's going round and round and round and round in your head. You are in the reasoning brain, mm -hmm. the left side, and you're, it's just going round and round. There's nothing new there. There's nothing creative there. Mm. All that comes from the uh, imaginative, intuitive brain, which is the right brain. And mm. that's where everything new comes from. That's where we imagine things. Uh, look at the scriptures. How did people you know, experience Jesus? It's through dreams and it's through visions and it's through him coming and speaking and all of revelation. Think of all of John. It's just all this imaginative place in his brain that God gave that imagination to us and he mm -hmm. speaks to us through it. So mm -hmm. if we can learn to go there and be open to imagining Jesus showing up with you mm -hmm. and you know, I'll, so I'll take people through the process of, okay, go to, peaceful place. Now imagine Jesus walking into that place where you are and walking up to you. What is the look that you see on his face? What did, do you see a face? Sometimes people do, sometimes they don't. Now imagine mm -hmm. him putting his hand on your shoulder. Hmm. And can you feel that? And most people do in this process. They'll feel that. They'll sense that he really is there. And then you can go on this journey with him, imagining him, uh, what, what he does, and meeting with him on a regular basis like this, and mm. asking questions, um, but just being in his presence. Mm -hmm. And yes. so from yeah. that place of learning that, learning that presence with him, uh, it, you gain this intimacy, you begin to hear his voice, you begin to sense his leading. Um, and that starts the process and, and they kind of happen at the same time. So one thing I did early on in, in learning this was every morning I would sit down and go to a peaceful place. I would invite Jesus to be there with me and I would just ask him to silence the enemy, quiet my own thoughts. And I'm going to trust that the first things that come into my mind are from you. And then I just write down the first things that come in my mind. Mm, mm. And, and it was a process of, of learning those things. And so he says something, then I'd go, or just a thought comes into my head. Mm, mm, mm. And then I would say, well, what is that? What does that mean? What do I need to know about that? And it might be a picture of something. It might be um, a thought. Uh, and, and so then always asking the next question, when you get something in your head that comes in your head, then it's like, well, what do I need to know about that? And mm, let it be okay. this journey of learning to hear him. Mm, amazing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. You were, and then that kind of plays into the next part, which is, you know, listening and hearing what he's, what's he, what he's saying to you, um, by, 
I almost like imagine using the Bible as like a like a fact checker almost. I don't know if that's if that feels accurate, but you know, kind of going, you know, trying to leave your logical left side of your brain, go in your creative space, imagine, connect, and then write down that first idea or that first thought that comes to you when you're truly in sync with the spirit, you feel the spirit, you feel your heart is in the right place. And then you ask those questions, you write down what you say, you try to dissect what, yeah, what is there to be found here? And then, and then bounce it off of the Bible and that relationship that we've created with God and Jesus through being in the word constantly, we know who God is. We know his relation, you know, how his behaviors are. We know like fact check it almost off the Bible. Is that, am I way off there? Or? Things filtered through the scriptures. And, and yeah. what do we see in the scriptures? We see in John 10 that it says that the sheep hear my voice and mm. they follow me. And mm. we hear in Isaiah that I have called you by name. You are mine. Right. Mm. It's all through the scriptures. And, and God is giving people names. Um, Moses um, is, is the, the one who leads them out. He's, he's um, uh, come to take them out of out of uh, Egypt. Um, mm. uh, Gideon is the mighty man of valor. Uh, God gives names, the James and John, the sons of thunder, you know, mm. um, all through the scriptures, we see God giving people names and he has identities for us. Mm. Uh, when Jesus baptized says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He tells yeah. him his identity. He needed to hear it too. And we need to know who we are because most of us live, we live in an identity that we have come to, um, uh, an, a narrative we've come to live by based on things people have told us mm. about ourselves. And we do it based on what people think of us, what we have, uh, the possessions we have, how productive we can be rather than on the truth of what God says about us. Mm, which kind of leads into another golden nugget here is identity. Talk, talk to me about identity there. We're going on listening, hearing God's voice, and then how does that play into your identity? Yeah, yeah. So what happens is most of us at some point in our life, and it doesn't have to be a major traumatic experience. In fact, most of the time it isn't. But there comes a time, and I believe the enemy waits and watches us and waits for the moment to define a, something that happens to us. So it may be, I hear this a lot with guys that they played on a football team and their dad was one of the coaches and the dad said something to them on the, along the lines of, you know, you're never going to figure this out. Um, and, and they begin to believe that they're not enough for their dad. They're not good enough for their dad from an event like that. Cause the enemy goes, Oh, there, there it is. You're not enough. Mm -hmm. And so then we build a narrative based on that living our life, trying to prove that we're enough all the time. And how do we do that? We do that by promoting ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And we protect ourselves and promote ourselves. And we've all known people like that, that are promoting all the time. And it's just so off putting, mm, right? Mm, because mm. it's not the true them. Mm, and so yeah. then what I will do with people is take them back to a memory like that 
and where they began to believe a lie that they weren't enough and therefore they have to prove themselves to everyone. And we ask Jesus to show up there again in their imagination, go back to that place, ask Jesus to yeah. show up, which he always does because he's always there. Mm -hmm. And then we ask him, what's the truth? Mm. In that moment when I'm believing a lie, what is the truth? And we hear him say things like I heard him say to me, because that was mine, was that I'm not enough because my mm. dad wasn't around and he didn't want to be with me. And the enemy told me that he doesn't want to be with you. And so mm. Jesus, what are you saying? He said, you are enough for me and we will do this together. And just hearing Jesus tell me that changed everything. And it wasn't mm. enough to hear it in the Bible, to read mm. it in the Bible. It wasn't enough just to read it in the Bible, have people tell me, oh, that's not you. You are, you know, whatever they say, I mm. needed to hear it from him. Mm. And then it wow. changed. It changed everything at that point. Uh, and wow. so then you can live life in this new narrative that you are enough. And then asking him, what do you say about me? And the first thing I heard when I asked that from God was, you are father to the fatherless. Mm -hmm. And so I step into that with people. And most of the time I meet people, it's amazing how often uh, I'll meet someone, and one of the things, the first things that comes out of their mind or from out of their mouth is, um, my dad died when I was eight. Um, I've mm. never really had a dad. Uh, my dad, did, mm. I, I, we never had a connection. And of course, because God's bringing people to me that need a father mm. because I'm father to the fatherless. Mm. Amazing, amazing. Wow. So for, yeah, there's, you know, a lot of us are are, are doing things to prove we're good enough, and then knowing our true identity can bring us back to actually not doing those things that God never asked us to do, and get back on track on being who we're who we're supposed to be, which is you know uh, enough for Jesus, enough you know we're we're made made by God, um, made perfect by God, and uh, we we are already enough. There's nothing we can do to to earn our salvation, um, and then. And then from there, you know your identity, so you could be you could be secure with that rather than be striving to prove yourself. And then also a little bit, what about also transitioning that into purpose? I think you were also a little bit you were you were talking about number one, finding out your true identity, which is perfect, made perfect enough in Jesus's eyes, um, and then transitioning that to. Uh, purpose. Tell me, talk to me a little bit about, about that. Well, it, it, they're very, really well connected, the whole idea of knowing your identity, because it isn't just like, okay, I know my identity. I, um, that isn't effective. What's effective is knowing your identity and then asking God how I use that for his kingdom. Mm. So the other day I was with somebody and we were talking through, um, what their identity was, and they heard um, um, torch of light. And I mm. go, okay, well, that's great. That sounds great. So then we talked about it some more, and we're asking God about, well, what, where is the torch of light needed? Well, mm. obviously, a torch of light is needed in the darkness. And so yeah. I asked the guy, I said, so where do you see darkness, places of darkness in your world? And he goes, well, at work, 
And I said, okay, so what does it look like for you to bring light into that darkness? What does it look like for you to be a light there? And so then we talked through what that might look like and how he could bring light there so that we're, we're, we're in our identity, walking into situations and able to bring the kingdom as we walk in. Because most people get their identity from their situations, from their occupation. They, they walk into a room and the first thing you, you think is, what do they think of me? Do I look okay? Um, are they going to accept me? And it's opposite. We should know who we are and know what we're bringing into that situation. You don't you get your identity from things. You get it from inside you that God's placed there when he created you. We learn it and then you bring it everywhere you go. So now you have purpose all the time in every situation because you're praying as you go into places you know, what's the identity I'm bringing here? And what does that look like for me to bring that there? So now the focus is on the other people and what God wants to do to use you to bring your identity into that situation and bring the kingdom. Mm, mm, amazing, 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 amazing. Yeah, finding out your identity and then how that can further the kingdom uh, and knowing that inside your heart. So that, like you said, when you walk into any situation, it's not about, yeah, am I good enough? It's like, I mean, I, for me, it's like I got there's some something so much bigger than having to prove to this room that I'm good enough or something like that. It's like I've been purposed with something way greater from God, and it's like, well, and it, yeah, like you said, it shifts, uh, it shifts things, and you're like, it's so great, it, it removes the pressure. It's like this is so important that this that I'm stepping into this in the right way that it removes that that pressure, right? You're just like, I don't care. I don't care as long as this purpose gets done. That's that's what matters most, and I can I can be relieved of any other pressures, right? Yeah, yeah. And so then imagine your life lived from this place of contemplation with God, where you're receiving everything you need from Him, right? You're getting filled up every day, and often numbers of times through the day, asking Him to fill you up, receiving His love, receiving who you are, and then walking into situations, and God just provides these opportunities. Because now you are aligned with him and he's mm. speaking to you all through the day and you're, you're able to live this life of adventure. You're not holding on to things because of fear. Uh, you're not worried about the unknown because he's in everything anyway. So now you can live this adventure. It truly is the exciting life we all want because we all want to live a life where we are um, experiencing new things. And like a child, we're in wonder, right? Of what's next. Mm. And mm. what might that look like? Letting go of the things we've done before and thinking about new ways of doing anything. And mm. we all want that. And we're mm. scared to death of it. Uh -huh. Yeah. We're yeah. scared to death of it because it brings fear of, well, well, what if it doesn't work out? And what if I lose something? And what if... And, and when, when you're getting what you need from God and walking in that place, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's okay. There's enough. He's enough. There's enough. I'm enough. There's enough time. There's enough money. There's enough everything. There's enough love. So now you can walk into what's next. What's it going to look like? And so you get a bump in the road. 
uh, right? We all get surprised. Um, instead of looking at it as, oh my gosh, what do I do? What I thought was going to happen, that there's a source of money coming and all of a sudden it stops. Oh my gosh. And we immediately go into fear and fear stops creativity, right? What we need to do is stay in peace and joy. And, and uh, somebody I know in, in Identity Exchange, we talk about this all the time, that joy is the jet fuel of creativity. So mm. when something bad happens, you need creativity. But we go mm. into fear and it stops creativity. Mm. When we need it the most. Yes. So you can stay in joy. Ask God. You're in this place. You're communicating with him already. And he can give you creative ways to deal with the situation. And it probably is going to take you to some new stuff that you never would have gone to. Mm. If mm. the problem hadn't come up. And so God's using it to transform us all the time. So instead of that roadblock being, oh my gosh, we're going to die. <laughs> you know, we're, gonna, we're not going to have any money and everything's going to be bad. Look at it as, oh, so what is it you want to let go of so that I can mm. transition into the next thing and be transformed? Like, like shedding mm. the snake skin. Why does a snake shed its skin? Because it has to grow. Mm, and mm. we don't want, we want to hold on. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Everything, those can be exciting opportunities. If you it see them, always is. exciting opportunities. And if With we're trusting, God, it's always the next opportunity. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And then living, if you know, you're living in your identity and your purpose, you can, you know, as I've said recently, it's like, I'm, I'm stepping down. I'm like, I'm not CEO anymore. Like, God, you're CEO. I just show up. I'm just a face. Like, you, yeah. you get to worry about all the, the, the stressful stuff. <laughs> I'll let you handle that. I'm just going to know my identity, know my purpose, step into it, show up, and see everything as an exciting opportunity. And I think I heard you say this, keep your head on a swivel of, like, how is God working in this situation? Like, yeah. look for it. How God, and I heard this recently, is God is pro-challenge. God is pro challenge. Like he wants to put you through things to build that perseverance, to build that hope, to change, to trans, create that transformation that you're meant to have. And, and, uh, you know, not pray, God, give me this, but make me, make me the man that you need me to be or woman that, that you, that you want me to be or what, whatever is next. Like that joyful, free adventure of, of seeing what, what is next. That's, that's amazing. Um, and which kind of, kind of also leads into, so number, man, I bet you Christian contractors listening in on this, they're probably, probably out of all episodes. <laughs> Don't say that because they got really, really, <laughs> really cool. But I mean, for me, it feels so much in alignment because I know one thing that everyone's starving is, is for, is to bring purpose and passion back, kind of like passion and, and joy, like you're saying, like this free joy back into their business. Like, how can I do that? I've been doing this for 30 years, and like you said, bringing passion and pa joy back into my business is like, well, I'm listening now. So, you know, number one, and before we jump off, I want to talk a little bit more about how people can do that. And then, so, you know, locking in on your identity, locking on your purpose, and being able to know that without a shadow of a doubt, like, boom, that's it. Like, I don't have to think anymore, guess anymore. This is it. This is what God has me for my identity, my purpose. And then third, I wanted to hit on um, what we need to stop doing. So I wanted to hit that a little bit because I know 
I felt convicted when you shared that with me, and I'm sure everyone listening in on this is going to feel convicted as well. Oh, I want to try this. I want to try that. They're cool ideas. I don't know if God ever asked you to do that, though. And do you think your plan or his plan is better? Like, t- talk to me about that. <laughs> well, we all think our plan's better, but it usually doesn't work out well. Uh, right. And, and it really all goes back to hearing again, being in his presence and hearing, because that's how you learn to step into what you need to be doing. And then it's a great question because we're all such doers, right? Mm. I mean, we want to do for God. We don't take time to receive. We just want to go do, all right? Mm. And, mm. and we need to, and it's a question my friends and I often will ask each other as we get together in groups. We'll get together in groups and just say, okay, well, let's just ask God stuff and see what he says. And one of the questions we'll often ask is, uh, what are you doing that God never asked you to do? And because mm. it's huge, we all do stuff. So think about this. Think about uh, the Garden of Eden. Where did the enemy attack? He didn't mm. attack Adam. Adam's the mm. doer. He's out, you know, man, we're doing stuff. We're making stuff happen. He's out naming everything and doing all that. He goes to Eve because Eve is the receiver. You know, women are built, their physical bodies built to receive. And they're the receivers. Mm. And so he attacks the receiver because if he can keep you from receiving, it's over. It stops. Mm. Whatever you're doing Mm. stops. So it's so important Mm. that we be receivers, that we spend time letting God pour into us and that we let him tell us who we are and that we hear him speak. All that is the receiving part. Then after you receive, then you ask him, when do I step out? Because and and think of your business. If you ran your business like that, instead of so often, and I was this way in my real estate career, something shiny comes along and I grab a hold and I'm down the road. I don't ask anybody. And rather than, okay, God, where does this fit in what I'm doing? And asking all the time, what do I need to know about this? Right? So what's the new way to think about my business? And listening for him to give you direction, him to give you new ideas, because he will. Mm. Um, and if things aren't working, we, we tend to do in business. If something isn't working, we just keep trying it and keep trying it and keep trying it until, you know, we, we lose everything. Rather than mm. something isn't working, it's like, okay, so what's the new way to do this? What's the new way to mm. think about this? And then imagine bringing that to your team where everybody is walking in their identity free of lies and fears. Mm. And, and we're all together saying, what's a new way to do this? What's a new way to paint houses? What's a new way to, uh, to do roofs? What's a new way to do HVAC? What's a new way, you know, and, and let God bring these new ideas because there's lots of new things to be invented. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. Right. 100%. I mean, we have not invented everything. I mean, God has, <laughs> Woo. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah lots more to come. And I yes. want to be a part of that. Right. I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. That's, that sounds exciting. Exciting opportunity. Exactly. So, wow. That's amazing. So you, so listen and not and listen and receive so that you get that clarity on what you should be doing and like what you kind of came up with on your own. You, I think you're, when you, when you fact check that, against what God's telling you. And I think it's, 
it becomes pretty clear, at least for me, since we had our session, I had some, you know, some thoughts about some things that I was trying to do uh, and things that I knew God had for me. And I was like, yeah, no, God never told me to do that. <laughs> uh, so I think it's pretty clear, you know, it becomes, it, it becomes pretty clear. So for Christian contractors listening in right now, you know, identity, purpose, and what should you stop doing? Those are the three things I want to hit on big today is, you know, learning who, what your identity is, what narrowing in on what that purpose is so you can bring that every day to the day to your day whether that's a work day or it's a life day it's all life right whether it's work or it's personal it's all life right so bringing that purpose to life can bring that passion and purpose is at least that's how i feel i feel like the i feel like uh, the christian contractor uh listening in and the contractor industry and everybody is starving for that purpose and passion to be like laser focused and laser confident without a shadow of a doubt. This is my identity. This is my purpose. And I know it. And I'm willing to just step into it freely and joyfully and fearlessly. I mean, amazing. Just saying it out loud. I'm already getting excited. (laughs) So, uh, and then what to stop doing. So audit yourself, Christian contractors listening in right now. You know, I'm sure the short version, if we were going to give kind of a kind of like a takeaway, a little, a little maybe practice that you could do. Um, I'll definitely, I will not guess and butcher it. I'll let you kind of speak to this a little bit, but I mean, I'll just say like, I don't know, for one, I would say, you know, like, like you said, get in the presence, clear your mind, get out of that logical mind, get in your creative right side of your brain, try to receive and listen and write that down, dissect it. What is God trying to say? for your identity for your purpose and then what you should stop be stop doing audit yourself go and do it i'm like how can we commission some christian contractors listening right now to do like a mini version of of all of that what would be like your hey you know if if anything if you're going to take away one thing one practice away from this podcast go and do this and i and uh would love to see like what uh impact that's had yeah yeah i would say and this is taken from psalm 27 David says, this I know, this one thing I know, right? I want to abide in his presence. I want to see his beauty in everything. And then I inquire of the Lord and then wait, wait on him. So one, abide, abide with him, spend time, be quiet, be in his presence, go into your imagination and imagine him there. See his beauty in everything, everything that happens. So something bad happens. Where's God's beauty in it? There's going to be his beauty somewhere in it. And then inquire all the time. What do I need to know? What do you want to tell me? What do I need to do? Always inquiring, keeping that, um, that communication open. And then wait. Wait mm. on the Lord and you'll know when it's time to move. Mm. Mm. Boom. Just like that. Christian contractor listening in. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're feeling like, oh, wow, this is amazing. I want to do this. I mean, when would you say, like, I mean, next time you have that that sit down, that time, whether that's in the morning, in the evening, or, or lunchtime, or whatever that is, go out and, you know, get get going, right? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a long time. You know, mm. people think, oh, I've got to have an hour in the morning. You know, mm. take your, your drive to work in the car. Mm. You know, keep your hands on the wheel. But then, you know, imagine being in a peaceful place where you can go and be there with God and 
and put yourself there. What does it feel like to be there? What do you hear? What do you smell? You know, maybe it's at the beach. And then imagine Jesus walking up to be with you and mm. see what he looks like. Well, how's he dressed? He's probably not going to be in a robe. He's probably going to be in shorts and flip-flops. And he's going to come and sit down next to you. And, you know, what does he want to say to you when he comes to meet you there? And it's always going to be encouraging, by the way. If you ever hear anything that isn't, it's not him. Mm. Um, he always he just wants to be with us. He loves us so much. Mm. And nothing can separate us from his love. Not your mistakes, not your past, not your shame, not your any of that stuff can separate us. So that God shows up with you on the beach and he's probably going to come and, and say, hey, let's jump in the water together, right? Mm. And mm. then sit on the beach together and talk about life. And that's, that's the kind of God we have. That's how Jesus wants to be with us. So mm. encounter him in those kind of ways. Mm. Mm. And then mm. say, what do I need to know about today? And... Uh, if he tells you something, you go do it. Boom. Just like that. I love it. Amazing. So, uh, man, Christian contractor listening in right now. I know they're like, yes, this is lit. This is lighting them up. It's like, this is what I've been needing. I've been starving for, um, you know, to lock in on the identity purpose and what to stop doing and to be able to, uh, to do that is amazing. So I'm sure there's Christian contractors listening right now. It's like, how do I get, how do I dive more into this? Um, so where, like, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what you do and how we can, how people can connect yeah. with you. Cause I know there's Christian contractors that are on the edge of their seat. They're like, I need passion and purpose. I want passion and purpose back in my life. I want to know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm doing what God has for me. And, and they want that. I know there's a star, the nation is starting for that. The world is starving for that. So how can people learn yeah. more about that? So go to identityexchange.com. And uh, you go into coaches. There's coaches there. I'm one of them listed there, but you can pick anyone and uh, sign up for a coaching session. And uh, your coach will start you on the trail. That easy, huh? Yeah. Identityexchange.com. There you go. Perfect. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Wow. This is profound. This is hugely needed. Steve, thank you so much for your time. I know you have uh, an exciting adventure of of a day because oh, yeah. I know you're living in your purpose. So that's great. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time to connect. I know that uh, one thing that I feel like God has placed on my heart is definitely wanting to bring passion and purpose back into into this space. And I just I've I've just bringing it up, I could just tell there's so many people that are starving for that. Not only to, yes, create, have a business as a ministry, business as a mission. That's kind of what's also been on my heart. And I definitely want to talk to you more about what we were about, uh, what we talked about with me, you know, and, and all that. I'm so looking forward to, to learning more about that because I have this business as a ministry is in my heart. Like, and when I hear that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's it, you know? Uh, how do we how do we do that? But not only that, that's cool um, to do that. But foundationally wise, I feel like in order to do that, if that's what you, if that is truly what God has placed on your heart to do, because it's not for everybody. If it is, then I mean, uh, the foundation is having passion and purpose to be able to drive you through the shadow of the valley of death if it comes, when it comes, you know. 
when when it history when it comes so i mean it's so foundational right it's so foundational this passion and purpose so this is like this is very personal and close and near and dear to me because i've been trying to uh piece together a way to bring passion and purpose back into uh, contractors' lives that I personally work with uh, in a very close way. And um, I've worked really hard to pull biblical principles that can be those things that can bring passion and purpose back into your business. But I feel like this is this is like this component, component of what you're doing plays into it so much. And so I'm very excited and very thankful that God brought you into my life so that we can, you know, what I always say, it's like it doesn't matter – it's not about me. It's it's about the movement that's already happening. That's gonna happen with or without me. You know, long and long after I'm dead and gone and in heaven, uh, with the Father. You know, this this is still gonna be happening, and I'm just want to be a conduit and be a small part of it. And it's gonna happen with or without us. And uh, I'm just so excited that we got connected, and looking yeah. forward to how we can bring passion and purpose back into the industry even more. And then uh, we'd love to hear more. Uh, from you, maybe we'll have another episode speaking to what your thoughts are on business as a ministry or business as missions. And, and that's a whole other chapter. I'd love to hear your thoughts on. So I really appreciate you uh, coming on here, Steve. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for letting me. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Sue. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Christian Contractor Podcast. I'm Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs. If you're a Christian contractor that wants to take territory in God's name through business as missions, learn how we do just that at go.dreamdesignlabs.com slash 950k hyphen 30 days. Check it out. It's free. I guarantee you'll get great value from the content. Remember, marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve. Till next time, stay blessed. Steve, thank you so much for being here. Thank you.